Welcome to the Islander. I'm your host, Eli Kalili Kani, and today we're going to dive into the origins and evolution of the amazing sport of surfing. Surfing is one of the oldest forms of human interaction with the ocean. It's not just a sport, it's a culture, a lifestyle, and a way of connecting with nature. But where did surfing come from? How did it spread around the world? And how has it changed over time? The earliest evidence of surfing comes from ancient Peru, where archaeologists have found reed watercrafts called Cabadilitos de Totora that were used for fishing and riding waves up to 5,000 years ago. These vessels were made from bundles of reeds tied together and shaped like a banana. The fishermen would paddle out to the surf line, catch a wave, and ride it back to shore with their catch. They also used them for recreation and fun. But the most influential culture for modern surfing was Polynesia, where surfing was not only a sport, but also a spiritual and social activity. The Polynesians called surfing he'e nalu, which means wave sliding. They believed that surfing was a gift from the gods and that the waves were sacred. They also used surfing as a way of training warriors, showing status, and courting mates. The Polynesians developed different types of surfboards for different conditions and purposes. They used wooden planks carved from trees like koa, breadfruit, and wili-wili. The boards ranged from small handboards for bodyboarding to longboards that could reach up to 16 feet in length and weigh up to 200 pounds. The boards are shaped with stone tools and smoothed with coral or shark skin. They were also decorated with symbols and colors to represent the surfers' identity and rank. The Polynesians also introduced surfing to other islands in the Pacific, such as Tahiti, Samoa, New Zealand, and Hawaii. Hawaii became the epicenter of surfing culture, where surfing was practiced by everyone from commoner to royalty. The Hawaiians had a complex system of rules and rituals for surfing, such as praying before entering the water, offering sacrifices to the gods, and observing taboos on certain days and places. They also had a rich vocabulary for surfing, with hundreds of words for waves, boards, maneuvers, and styles. The first European contact with surfing was in 1767, when Captain James Cook visited Tahiti and witnessed the locals riding waves on wooden planks. He wrote in his journal, their chief amusement was carried on by the stern of an old canoe. With this before them, they swam out as far as the outermost breach. Then one of the two would get into it and opposing the blunt end to the breaking wave were hurried in with incredible swiftness. Cook later visited Hawaii in 1778 and 1779 where he observed more examples of surfing by men and women of all ages and classes. He was impressed by their skill and grace on the waves, but also noted some conflicts between surfers over waves and boards. He wrote, I could not help concluding this man had been in fault for striking the other so unjustly, but I found it was not so, for they place a sort of divinity in the action for surfing. They think their gods are pleased with it. They look upon it as one of their most sacred amusements. Unfortunately, Cook's arrival also marked the beginning of the decline of surfing in Hawaii and other Polynesian islands. The Europe European colonizers brought diseases, missionary laws, and plantations that disrupted 
the native way of life and culture. Surfing was seen as a pagan practice that had to be suppressed or eradicated by Christian converts. Many surf spots were taken over by commercial activities or restricted by landowners. Many surfboards were destroyed or sold as curiosities. By the early 1800s, surfing was almost extinct in Hawaii and other parts of Polynesia. But surfing was not completely forgotten. A few Hawaiians kept the tradition alive and passed it on to future generations. In the late 1800s and early 1900s, a revival of surfing began in Hawaii, thanks to some influential figures who promoted surfing as a sport and a cultural heritage. One of them was Duke Kahanamoku, who was born in Honolulu in 1890 to a noble Hawaiian family. Duke was a natural athlete who excelled in swimming, surfing, and other water sports. He also had a charismatic personality and a generous spirit that made him popular and respected. Duke became a swimming sensation when he broke the world record for the 100-meter freestyle in 1911. He went on to win three Olympic gold medals and two silver medals in swimming between 1912 and 1924. He also competed in water polo and represented the U.S. in surfing exhibitions around the world. Duke is widely regarded as the father of modern surfing as he introduced the sport to places like Australia, New Zealand, California, and the East Coast of the United States. He also helped revive surfing in Hawaii by teaching young Hawaiians how to surf and by founding clubs and organizations that promoted surfing, culture, and conservation. He was also a pioneer of big wave surfing, riding waves up to 30 feet high at Waimea Bay and Makaha on the north shore of Oahu. Duke was more than just a surfer and a swimmer. He was also a law enforcement officer, an actor, a beach volleyball player, and a businessman. He was also a Freemason and a Shriner, and he served as the official greeter of Hawaii for many years. He was also a humanitarian who saved several lives from drowning and supported various causes and charities. He was beloved by Hawaiians and people around the world as an ambassador of Aloha, the Hawaiian spirit of love, kindness, and hospitality. Unfortunately, Duke passed away in 1968 at the age of 77, leaving behind a legacy of surfing excellence and inspiration. He was honored with numerous awards and tributes, including a statue on Waikiki Beach, a postage stamp, a state holiday, and introduction into various halls of fame. He lives on on places like Duke's Beach House Maui, Duke uh, Waikiki, Duke's Malibu, Duke's Huntington Beach, Duke's La Jolla, Duke's Kauai, Duke's Barefoot Bar. That's all for today's episode of The Islander. Thanks for listening and see you the next time on The Islander with Eli Kalilikani.